Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we have brand new telehealth patient options now open for you all, and lots of free resources there for you as well. You could check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners, no matter when you listen to this episode, we're giving away free healthy stuff for you all you have to do for a chance to win, well, let me tell you what you're going to win first if you win. You get to pick. We're giving away free signed books. We're giving away free supplement stack protocols that we have at drwillcole.com. We're giving away free telehealth consultations for people who want that. So you can either pick the product that you want or get your telehealth consult scheduled if you win. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. You could leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you could take a screenshot and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be going through the messages on Instagram, as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves and randomly picking winners every single month. And then I'll reach out to you and you can tell me what you want. All right, let's get to today's guest. This is kind of a big deal, guys. I have never had anyone from my direct family, my immediate family. I had my brother-in-law on the podcast, actually. So you can go back and listen to that episode. He's a regenerative farmer, Adam Mason. But this is a big deal because my son is on the podcast today. Wow. He is 17 years old. His name is Solomon. Obviously, as a parent, like every parent, almost every parent, all the good ones are really proud of their kids. But man, this is a really cool conversation. What are we going to cover? We're going to cover what it's like, I guess, to be a son of a functional medicine doctor and the good, the bad, the ugly. He does not hold back. And we talk about eating healthy and we keep it real, guys. We talk about what it's like to try to eat healthy when you are a picky eater, which he's a self-professed picky eater, we talk about traveling and eating healthy, different supplements that he likes and doesn't like. We talk about what it's like to be a parent from a parent's perspective and a kid's perspective around parenting and technology and social media and kids and a lot of hot button topics when it comes to growing up in today's culture. So if you have kids, 
If you know a kid, share it with people that have kids. If you don't have kids, because this is a great conversation, I think, to learn different viewpoints and hash it out. And he is wise beyond his years, hence his name. He's definitely living up to it. So I couldn't be more proud of him. I love him so much. And I'm excited to share with you a light in my life. And I would consider him one of my best friends. And that's a cool thing to be his dad, obviously, first and foremost. But as he's getting older, parents of teens get to see this. Uh, hopefully, it's a blessing if they do. This friendship and re-shifting of the dynamic, I guess, of your relationship as they get older. It's really special to see. And hopefully, you'll see that shine through in today's conversation. So let's get right to it. This is Solomon Cole's Art of Being Well. Wow. I can't believe it. My man child, my firstborn, my baby boy. You're on the podcast, man. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? This is a big day, man. My son, Solomon's on the podcast and he's been off screen, but in the room for many podcasts. Oh yeah. Because we're best friends and we do a lot together. And then over the years, you've been on, like as me as a guest on podcasts, you've got to go on many different ones. Oh yeah. We'll give people behind the scenes of like, what's it like to be my son <laughs> and me as a parent, as a functional medicine doctor, maybe some parenting tips, like real life. We're not going to like sugarcoat this. We're going to give you the real deal. I don't know what he's going to say. I'm going to be honest. 17 years old, completely uncensored. And yeah, say whatever you want to say. Okay. So maybe you can introduce yourself. I'll do this in the intro too, so they'll hear my perspective on it. Okay. But you are how old at this I'm point? I'm 17 years old. My name is Solomon and I'm your son. <laughs> um, this is so funny. Uh, so let's go back in time. Mm -hmm. Let me frame this from my perspective and you can disagree with me if you want. In my perspective, you're a amazing kid. You're not going to disagree with that, but you're so talented, wise beyond your years. And we didn't know that when we named you Solomon, but you are wise beyond your years. Maybe there's something to that naming mm -hmm. thing, but you're at, at the same time, you're a very normal kid in many other attributes. So mm -hmm. I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, this kid, this functional medicine doctor is bragging on his kid. Well, all parents brag about their kids, but I want that there to be like a real relatable aspect of this because we are just a regular family. And I want to give people takeaways from this as parents, or if you're thinking of having kids or just relationships in general, I guess, because part of my job, when I am consulting telehealth patients, family dynamics are a major part of that. And we encourage new telehealth patients when we're having a consult to have whoever you do life with, whoever is your support system, it could be traditional family, it could be friends, it could be whoever, but I encourage them to be on the calls as much as they can be, especially the earlier ones, because something can be quote unquote clinically appropriate, or we're making positive lifestyle changes in somebody's life. But who does the cooking? Who does the grocery shopping? Are there picky eaters in the home? Do they understand this whole functional medicine wellness thing? So I think that that's going to be part of what people get out of today's conversation too. It's because, all right, family dynamics Human dynamics, relationship dynamics are a massive component to wellness. On top of that, the parenting side of it. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, as a parent, what do you, how do you integrate this into a kid's life? And that's a common question that I get too, is like, what do you do for picky eaters? What do you do as kids? My kids love all this junk food or foods that don't love them back. What do you do with that? So they're going to learn a lot out of this real deal conversation. So let's go back in time mm -hmm. and... Like as, would you call yourself a picky eater? Yeah, very picky. Okay, this is, let me just say this. At interviewing my own son, because I know him so well, like it's weird to ask you a question because I know the answer to most of these things. I need to put my functional medicine and my uh, my podcast host hat on. You're, you would say you're a picky eater. Yeah, very much so. How picky are we talking about? We're talking, like lay it down for the people. I... And this is to all the things I know I'm I'm not supposed to do, but I, I I eat a tan diet. So pretty much, if it's tan, I eat it. So that's it's true. pizza, chicken nuggets, French fries. Yeah, that's why I wore this hoodie and yes, sweatpants set. That is, this is my. I would eat the yeah, hoodie. The color of my mate. This is the mate brand. Shout out to me. They sent this to me. I wore this in honor of my son's food palate. Yeah, tan, beige. 
Yep. So it's tough to get the things I know I need, which are like vitamins and all that. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So I think part of this is, and has been since he was little- Sensory issues. Sensory issues. So So it's not that I don't like the taste of an apple or the, I don't like the taste of a grape or whatever, because I'll drink grape juice, I'll drink apple juice, I'll drink all the juices and applesauces and all of that. It's not that I don't like the taste of it. The sensory thing, the actual texture is what like, Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. Yeah. So how we would get in vegetables and fruits predominantly would be smoothies. Smoothies. And supplementation. Yeah. Smoothies and supplements. And we worked around it. We definitely worked on introducing foods to him and made him have things he didn't love. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about copious amounts of something, it was smooth. It's smoothies. Yeah. We're a big part of that. Mm -hmm. And look, part of this is we don't want food to be punitive or obsessive or restrictive or, you know, that's the ethos that I want to teach everybody in the podcast and I, we teach our telehealth patients is what I apply to my family or try to do is not to have this overly zealous yeah. negative thing. It was always, I always felt throughout my childhood that it was acceptance. That's what I felt like. It was, it was like, you can, you know, you, you educated and you said, this is what would be the best option. But if you don't want to eat bananas and ap- apples and all this stuff, you can not. And it was always acceptance. And I think in that you find the right path because you don't feel like you have to, you don't feel like you're being dragged along. You just, the path is there if you want it and you can try other things and you can experiment and you figure out that there are only a couple right ways. And after you try a couple wrong paths, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to them. Yeah. Well, I think that's a deep wisdom right there. It's, and not saying I'm deeply wise, but I'm saying a a life principle for everybody Mm -hmm. that I oftentimes forget, but I implemented and, and, and your mom implemented in this as well is that planting seeds. Mm -hmm. And then for anybody that's listening to this, maybe you have a friend or a family member that's just not, they're making kind of self-sabotage decisions that don't love them back so much. You know, you have to make it age appropriate, of course, right? And there's some things that kids just, you just have to (laughs) make a unilateral decision because of their age. I'm not saying this unilaterally, but I would say that within reason, planting seeds is a huge thing. Because if you teach and lead by example, and not just preach and force and create this sort of behavior modification through shame and obsession and authoritarianism, I think doesn't create a heart change. It creates actually the opposite. It creates like a really negative heart change where they rebel and respond and kind of rebound so much. Once they get out of their parents' control, they're like Mm -hmm. gorging on foods that don't love them back and create a lot of disordered eating around foods. And I did that at one point. Like once I got a car, I was pretty much like, I can go get fast food. I can go eat gluten. And I did it and I Mm -hmm. didn't feel good. And I was like, oh, what I was doing before this was good for me. I'm going to stick with that because I I tried the other things and I was like, I don't feel good. My energy's out. Well, see, and that's the thing is that you had a safe space in the center Mm -hmm. to come back to and you can go and make decisions and experiment and try live life. Like when you got a driver's license, but you came back to that center Mm -hmm. and that's no matter what age, that's what I want people to kind of know intuitively what their body loves, what their body doesn't love. And you can make decisions within that, but it's not this, I can't have that. You can eat whatever you want, but I want you to grow an awareness of what things love you back. And that could be something other than food too, but food habits, relationships, what things are resonating with you, what makes you feel great and what doesn't make you feel great. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see you start to get that and own it for yourself. And I've seen that. Now you ask me to fill up your supplement. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. What what you have me do? I, I, and on my own, even it's not just, I hear stuff from my dad. I, I started this, you created a love of learning in our house, I think. And for me that I'm not paying him to say this guy. This is, this is just like on the, uh, every the time I say a compliment, it's just like an extra, just like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but you created a love of learning and I am into podcasts like Andrew Huberman's podcast. I listen to your podcast. Unironically, I listen to a lot of different podcasts, whether that's mental health or physical health. And I'm like, dad, what about this supplement? What about this? Especially with Huberman, I get into brain health and all that stuff. So I'm Thanks, like, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks. He's always talking about neurotropics. Yeah. But hey, it's the best. Yeah. So I'm interested in medicinal mushrooms and all this stuff. And it's partially probably because of the way I grew up, but also just because of the the way I am. 
but yeah, I'll come to you and I'll be like, Hey, I want to try out what, what, what's this supplement about? And you'll be like, yeah, let's try that. Or when we did the Amen clinic and it was like, do these supplements and try it, try these things to get your brain health better. It was all. So we went to, I mean, this is the type of father, son hangout day we have. I texted Daniel Amen, Dr. Amen. I said, Hey, my son's interested in brain optimization. Mm -hmm. And we talked about sensory issues since he was little too. And we did a lot, obviously from our perspective, but it's also good to have I mean, it's something that's taught in medical schools, it's taught in health schools, is that you really shouldn't be the doctor to your close family members because mm-hmm. it's just sometimes it's a clinical, clinical judgment. But also on the flip side, it's they don't always receive instruction, which, you know, it, families will get that. Parents will get that with kids. Like the my patients, that are, their kids are patients as well. If I say it, they'll listen, be more apt to listen. Mm-hmm. But if their mom or dad says it, who are also patients, they'll be like, oh, you know, I need Dr. Bill Cole to say it. Yeah. And so there have also been times that you've told me to do something or you be like, hey, this is probably a good idea. Yeah. And I don't do it. Well, I mean, basically the aiming clinic told you everything that I told you to yeah. do. And it, yeah, you're always right about those things. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's, I, it's I taking it from else. a different voice. Exactly. exactly. Sometimes it's not the message, it's the messenger and the mm-hmm. timing and planting seeds back to that mm-hmm. whole principle. So anyways, we went to the aiming clinic in Manhattan in New York. And what was cool too, though, beyond the advice, which is what I would have recommended too, we did brain scans together. Yeah. And getting to see that. And- yeah. Tell everybody what that was like. That was a bonding experience to say the least. We got injected with this. They, they did I think it was three different scans. One was just like your normal brain as it is. Then they inject you with one that calms you. Well, your, no, no. There was, there was the stress one first. Yeah. The active activates your brain and you're stressed and out. We were ejected with like a, just like an isotope that the it scan activates could, parts of the brain. The scan could read the changes in the brain. Yeah. shows yeah. like your brain when it's like hyperactive. And then the other one was when it's like chilled out and... Mm-hmm and slowing down. And so they do those three scans and then they make you do a bunch of random tests, like pressing buttons and stuff. And then after a while you get your scan and they talk over all the things with you. And that was really cool to see my brain and the different activity levels. We talked with the psychiatrist there on staff and yeah. And Dr. Amon's been on the podcast twice. So go back and listen to that episode. We'll put it in the show notes too at drwillcole.com. So yeah, that was, you're interested in brain health, going back to that, you're interested in brain health, but you, the point is you own it for yourself now. It's not just something that because I said it or mom said it, Mm -hmm. it was because you owned it for yourself and that's the power of planting seeds. Yeah. And working out was never because like you always worked out. You were always whatever on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're working out, you're, you're doing that. And you would like, you want to work out with me? I was like, honestly, no, I don't want to. And then at a certain point I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to, I want to work out. I want to do all this like physical fitness and not just brain fitness, but also physical fitness. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. It was you planting seeds and you just doing it by example. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't really want to work out when yeah. you want to work out. And I will say this, that there are, you talk about not making your kids. There is a intuition that parents, and sometimes we have to make kids do things they don't want to do. Like I said, with foods, it was, no, you're going to try it. We're going to start with a low amount and we're at least going to be consistent with the mm. small amount. And I did the same thing with workouts too and fitness yeah. is that like we- Making we, sure I was doing something active, whether yeah. it's a sport, whether it's whatever, I'm right. doing something active. Or I think of like when we go on trips or on weekends, I'd make you work out with me and you did fight me. <laughs> yeah. You did not want to. It's same with your sister. But- I mean, I look back at that. It was a fun times. It was fun. Yeah. Now you now we work out now together. We work he wants out to work out. It keeps me accountable. But yeah, for like the what would you say the age that was? I was like preteen. Preteen. I was like uh, we did body weight like hit workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say eleven. I didn't see the point of it, but then I was like, oh, I want to get. What jacked. ages were you? Like eleven on. 11, 9, 10, 11, 12, yeah. thir- Again, you 13. can make it age appropriate, but yeah, and then fourteen. 15, 16, I started getting into it. Yeah, yeah. Now I love it. Now, yeah, now you're into it. Okay, so let's go back to, we talked about foods. How about, let's kind of narrow into that. Do Would you still say you have a tan diet? And has it better or worse or the same since you were younger and pickier? Yeah, so there have been some experiences that like going on a mission strip and traveling and being like, I don't have the option so to eat it. You worked at... We went, we went to El Salvador and we served the, the different local communities there. 
And when we're there, you you're not you don't have the option to just eat a tan diet. Yeah, you eat whatever's what did, in front of you. What did you do that in there? Humanitarian? Or we what, were just what? doing whatever the community needed. So whether it was entertaining the kids or we are going and we're helping them with their houses or we're building a fence or whatever it is that we're doing. We were just mm-hmm. doing different things that they needed us to do. Kind of like Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. and organization. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of pouring into the communities with whatever resources they needed. But when I was there, I eat gluten-free. I eat all this. I only eat a tan diet. I'm really picky. I, I can't be picky there. I had to just do that. And that really helped me in my like pickiness was like, I have, I'm hungry. I have to eat something. So mm-hmm. whatever they put in front of me. So I'm eating all these veggies, all this stuff. And I got really into it. And now I, I think I am more open with my diet. Yeah. yeah. yeah I see you experimenting with more. You're not like, it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sensory processing issues are a real thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we have a family history of methylation issues and people with different autoimmune problems. And not that sensory issues are autoimmune, but they can have an, an inflammatory component that can impact signaling of our senses and our nervous system. So nervous system regulation, brain health, that's why he became interested in this stuff is because he knew his body and he wanted it to be the best version of himself. And understand my different strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and use those to my advantage. Yeah. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should be at least simple. That's why for years I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. All you have to do is just one scoop. I have it when I get to the telehealth center, I have it and I'm Put one scoop in a cup of water, mix it up. It mixes very easily and it tastes great. Do that every single day to support foundational nutrition. Look, my day job is looking at labs. And for new telehealth patients, I see nutrient deficiencies all the time. It can impact your energy, your brain function, your mood, your gut health. We can fill in the gaps and fix those nutrient deficiencies, optimize those nutrient deficiencies with just one scoop of AG1. Think of it like a multivitamin, a multimineral a green superfood, an adaptogen blend, a functional medicine blend, a gut health support like probiotic support as well, prebiotics, all of that in one scoop. They've really excelled in developing this and they've redeveloped this multiple times to get it better as the science evolves. They want to make AG1 the best in the world for foundational nutrition and they've really done it. If there's one product that I recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why they've been a partner since the inception of the art of being well. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2. You get a whole year supply of D3K2 and also five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash That's drinkag1.com slash Check it out. Bond Charge is this amazing holistic wellness brand that we love here at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center. They have a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. It's founded on science and inspired by nature. All Bond Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you to sleep better, perform better, have more energy throughout the day, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is literally endless. From blue light blocking glasses to red light therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting. We recommend all of these and put them in telehealth patient protocols and you can get these for yourself. Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly and with maximum impact. My favorite products, the one we probably recommend the most from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. You have to check this out. Sauna blankets work by raising heart rate to that of physical exercise. So it burns calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same health benefits at a lower heat. So you can enjoy a session for 30 to 40 minutes while relaxing, reading, meditating, watching TV, whatever you want to do. The sauna blanket from Bond Charge heats up quickly. It's easy to clean and it's low EMF compared to other brands. There's free shipping on every sauna blanket and there's no hidden costs. They have easy returns and exchanges and they give you a 12-month warranty. 
Go to bondcharge.com slash Will Cole and use coupon code Will Cole to save 15% off. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash Will Cole. Use coupon code Will Cole to save 15% off. Okay, so food, you've had an evolution. We kind of give people a window into that. And physical activity, give people a window into that. Technology. Mm -hmm. Tell people what your thought was of your mom and I, our philosophy with technology. What did we do? So I was, so first off, I was like as a little kid up until probably, I don't know what, nine-ish, nine or 10, I was just watching. I wasn't watching Nickelodeon. I was watching Disney. I was, I was, I was just like, it was the old. I, and I, and I'm going to do this for my kids now because I love it is just old TV shows like eighties and nineties, like leave it to beaver and Brady Bunch. Whoa, 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 wait. Leave it to beaver was not eighties and nineties. Whatever. Leave it to beaver was 60s? probably even before that. 60s, okay. But I love that. You, that is like the most, whatever gen you are thing gen z 80s or 90s like leave it to beaver yeah i don't don't know but i was watching all these let's talk people are gonna be like what the heck what shows were you watching what were your favorite shows growing up it was the rifleman which was a this is real like this is like 1950s yeah but yes some rifleman deep cut lucas mccain old western i was watching a bunch of old westerns bonanza little house on the prairie brady bunch what else andy griffith's show I love Lucy. I, I was watching really, at least for me, old, old shows. Yeah. And then once I got older, I was watching Full, Full House and then they came out with Fuller House and we would do that. Yeah. So I think the point is here, the reason why I could say why we did this is that a lot, not that there weren't new shows that you watch. It just wasn't. No, I, I did watch Disney and all that yeah, stuff too. We, we watched this, a lot of Disney, but a lot of the new stuff that was like, first of all, 24 seven, once you have cable or like SpongeBob, YouTube. SpongeBob yeah. is just brain numbing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, well, we're not puritanical zealots, but I do feel like there was something to the overstimulation. A lot of the modern cartoons is a contributing factor, a component for some kids to their addictive nature to technology. There's a less of an addictive nature by design to some of these more older Plus there's something, there's a essence, there's a depth, there's a it was when, quality yeah. to it. I think that's lost today. Yeah, they were really like wanted it to be the best that they could with yeah. the tools that they had. Right, and a lot of the shows you watch actually had legend, legendary actors and oh, actresses. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're iconic for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then it was that with technology. So watching those old shows, that was something that sticks out. And then- yeah. And you, what did you hate? Because you did not like some of the things with technology that we would say. What were the things you did not like? Yeah. So then then I hated the fact that all my friends had a phone and then I didn't have a phone. And then once I got a phone, it was like, oh, I want social media because all my friends have social media or all my friends have YouTube or all my friends have whatever. And you were like, no, we're just going to wait. And it was like, oh, okay, fine. So I, and and I'm just in this, like, I'm, I'm constantly wanting to have it. Mm -hmm. But now looking back on it, but go back. You used to tell me, dad, I feel like a freak. Yeah. I mean, basically that's what you'd say, right? Yeah. And I thought I was going to be held back maybe even like social media wise. Because they were having this whole other life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were all referencing, oh, look at this funny meme that I didn't know what it was. Or, oh, they'd even like be snapping each other on Snapchat and they're they're doing- Which is insane in my opinion, but that's a different story. Yeah. And they're snapping each other and I'm not in on it. And there's all this like stuff that I just, I felt left out and I felt ostracized in a way, but- Looking back on it, I wouldn't change it. Really? So this is coming from a 17-year-old, guys. He's mm-hmm. not like grown adult. He's and there are some 17-year-olds school. that probably are going to take longer to come to this, maybe rec- recognizing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what I... What do you feel like that did for you by waiting as long as we could? I think it built a f- internal fortitude of not needing to be like everyone else. Mm. And that's going to help me. It already has helped me, but it's going to help me down the road when I'm trying to start a business. And my friends are like, hey, want to go out and do this thing? And there are some times that you just got to say no. And this teaches me the ability to be like, no, I've already been a little bit on the outskirts with my habits and my, my values. So I know that I need to say no to this thing so that I can have a big yes down the road. Mm. And I think that that has done that a lot. 
I think also, I mean, I grew up eating gluten-free. So there were a lot of times where it's like, we're at a party and there's pizza and it's like, I can't eat the pizza, but I have something else. But it's like, ah, I wish I was like everyone else. And understanding that it's okay not to be like everyone else, because if you're trying to be like everyone else, you're not being you. And that's Mm. your purpose is being yourself. Amen. Yeah. I love that. And going back just to big context, you're gluten-free because he has... It'll mess me up. He has bad symptoms. Let's just say that. Bad <laughs> digestive symptoms when he has gluten. I'm not against gluten across the board. The people, patients that do fine with sourdough or ancient grains or sprouted grains. So look, it's about bio-individuality. But for him, his body, what foods that don't love him back? And that's that's tough when you're a kid. It's like the pizza parties are like a thing. And like every, like whatever, snack food out there, there's a lot of yeah, and having to bring my Glutinous own things. gluten-free pizza places. Yeah. <laughs> That's how to win, friends. Hey, guys, I have my frozen pizza in my bag. You have that down to the science. I do. I am an pizza, oven pizza cooking. legend. Four twenty-five for about eighteen to twenty minutes. <laughs> You're good. A tan diet. All right. So I love that. That's beautiful that you said that about mm-hmm. technology. For people that are parents out there, yeah. How? When did that? aha moment happened for you when it comes to that inner resistance that you used to have around technology or food? I think it took specifically with technology. I, when your kid isn't plugged into, I refer to it as it's kind of like a matrix in a way, because they're all plugged in and they're looking at their phone and they're, they're in their whatever, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is. And they're, they're there. And I'm like unplugged and I'm looking at all of these people around me and they're just glued and they are miserable on the inside and and it's just not good it's it's junk food for your brain and your soul and they are like you see it and you awaken to it and you're like oh i don't want to be like this but imagine if you've been plugged in the entire time and you were just like this is just how everything is and you don't have the ability to unplug so i can plug in sometimes and i can scroll on Instagram, whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I can also, I understand what it's like to be unplugged as well. Mm. And it's both. And I think yeah. is it's okay to be unplugged sometimes and you don't have to have shame about being unplugged or plugged in. And I think it gave me that awakening of, yeah. because I was unplugged yeah. for developmental years of my life. Oh, that's so good. Honestly, I mean, we could say this is like a testament to my parenting or honestly, I give all credit to my wife, but it really part of this between nature and nurture, it's partly nurture, but it's partly nature. He's just a great kid, honestly. So let's go back to that. So Mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that you're saying it's not about shaming yourself when you're plugged in or Mm -hmm. on technology or shaming yourself being unplugged. It's just having what I'm hearing is having agency over something, Mm -hmm. having awareness around something and using technology without it using you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there are some ways where, where people will still feel shame when they're plugged in or when they're eating the whatever junk food that they're having in moderation because it's a treat or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know. I I think, I mean, for me, I've used gamifying it and being like, okay, I want to have or video games or I want to have, we didn't really talk about video games. Yeah. We could talk about that in a second. Or I want to go on my phone. It's like, I want to earn it. Right. So I'll set a couple goals and I'll be like, I want to, and this is just within myself. This is nobody telling me to do this. This is just how I operate. And that way I'm like, if I want to achieve these goals, but I sit on my phone and I procrastinate all day and then I don't end up doing the thing, I'll set the goals. And then I'll be like, at the end of the finish line, I get the technology or I get whatever it is that I'm trying to get to. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm not feeling shame when I'm on technology or whatever it is. I feel like I've earned it. And then I can just not focus. I'm not thinking while I'm scrolling, oh, I wish I would have done these things. I've already completed it. I feel victorious. And then I'm also being on my phone or whatever it is that I'm doing. I love that. Have you heard about Synalytics yet? If you listen to The Art of Being Well, you have. If you're a random listener or a new listener, maybe you haven't. Go back and listen to past episodes because we've talked about it before. It's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called the biggest discovery of our time for promoting healthy aging and enhancing your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. Let's be honest. The aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Synalytic. I have it on my desk here as I'm recording this podcast in between consulting telehealth patients. If someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 
so many years younger, in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. That's why I tried and I love Qualia Synalytic. You know, if they're a sponsor on the podcast, I tell you all the time, it's because I take it, I recommend it to telehealth patients, my team loves it, or all three. This is definitely all three. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells. These are like zombie cells. Qualia Synalytic removes those worn out senescent zombie cells, those inflammatory senescent cells, to allow for the rest of them to thrive in your body. You just take it two days a month. That's all you have to do. The formula is non-GMO, it's vegan, it's gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Synalytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash willcole for up to $100 off and use code willcole at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash willcole for an additional 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. One of the top things that we recommend to telehealth patients, it's so simple. Anybody can do it. You do not need a functional medicine doctor to do this. It is an underlying cause of headaches, cramps, fatigue, brain fog, muscle weakness, sleep issues. Want to know what it is? It's electrolyte imbalances and electrolyte deficiencies. You can fix this so simply with just one packet of Element. It's spelled L-M-N-T. You have to try this. They come in delicious flavors. We've utilized them for years in the clinical space with telehealth patients. You can do this on your own as well. Element is a zero sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times the government recommendations. Each stick pack delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors, or other questionable ingredients. Let's just say that. Element is formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration and is perfectly suited for athletes. No matter how you eat, you definitely want to consider bringing Element into your life. And they're so darn delicious. They come in delicious flavors like citrus, they have an orange, they have a lime one. My team loves the chocolate ones because you can actually have them hot and it's kind of got warm, salted, chocolate, caramel deliciousness that you can have any time of the year. You can have it cold, you can have it hot. They have something for you. Go to drinkelement.com slash willcole to receive a free Element sample pack. You can try all these amazing flavors with any order when you purchase through this specific link. Drinkelement.com slash willcole. That's drink lmnt.com slash Will Cole. All right, so let's go there. Video games. Yep. If it's not the phone, it's the video games, especially for boys. Mm-hmm. So what is what was our policy? What was your childhood like when it comes to video mm-hmm. games? Well, there were a couple <laughs> games that you guys were like, no, which was... Well, I mean, how old were you? Because you really didn't have video no, games. that's so, true. You got me a Wii U at like, how old was I? Making your Nine move, or 10? We're making your move, your body. So that was our justification with Wii U. And, but we had it, you had it for a minute. And, we, and then we took it away because it was like, it became this sort I'm of- a, I'm a very addictive personality. I'm, especially with ADHD. I don't ADHD. even want to say that about you. Okay, with, we could talk about ADHD in a second, but I feel like that most kids have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. So maybe you had it extra mm-hmm. difficult, but you look at the ubiquity of, it's designed to be addictive. Sure. I, I also think there's a the nature and nurture thing. Like you were talking about nature. I'm naturally an addictive yeah. person. Yeah. And Which so, the nurture then we yes. had to create boundaries yes. around So I things. have a friend who he is not addicted to video games. He can play video games and he feels like, okay, I can just get off whenever. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a problem with it. I would just play video games till the freaking sun goes down and back up again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have that like addictive, like I just will do it forever because yeah. it feels great. So you, we've learned over the years with the sensory processing that you could be labeled as ADHD, ADHD. So that's why it's part of that. Okay. Creating, nurturing, healthy boundaries for kids when they don't know what's best for them. And part of that was limitations in technology. Yeah. So like video games, for the most part, you didn't have. I didn't really. Video and games. then I got it back, but I didn't really care about it at that point because I was like, I would play video games with my friends. It was not that you can't play video games. It was just like, we're not having it in our house. But when and you're I'm thankful your f- for that. Yeah. I think there's a level of now it. Now you can play it and you can drop it. You really don't. So yeah. That, like you said, the plugged in, plugged out analogy. I schedule, I schedule my rewards. So I, I'll be like, I'll play video games for two hours or an hour or whatever. And I schedule it and I have it all 
blocked out and that's and you're doing that yourself really i know yeah and i found discovering what works for you and whatever it is is really helpful and that's what's helped me how old were you when you first got your phone that was and this without, it was this without social media. It was yeah. This was without social media. A, it was a cell phone without social media. So you probably would have been. It was COVID purely for the sake of just being able to communicate with my friends. So how old would you? Be? That would have been 15, 14, March 15? of twenty twenty. Yeah, so but like, how old were you then? Twenty twenty. Let's see, it's twenty twenty four. Go four years back. I was like thirteen ish. Okay, thirteen fourteen. You had a phone just to text during the pandemic. Yep. No social media. No, just playing games with my friends, whatever, doing that Zoom calls and all that fun jazz that we yeah, did during quarantine and activities. And then, how old were you when you got social media? I was sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. And that is. And I didn't even get. I didn't get Snapchat or TikTok. I still don't have. So TikTok basically, because- he's seventeen years old now. He's had social media for mm-hmm. a year, and look, we all have to make decisions as parents mm-hmm. for what works for your kid. And we all know our kid, all kids are different. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that that's the magic age. I actually wish we would have <laughs> waited a little bit longer. I do actually wish we could wait, but I think how old, how old are some kids that you know that are on social media today? 12, 10. Yeah, I know 10, not even younger than that. Yeah. It's not even, some of these platforms is technically not even legal to have, they, they change their age. It's the user agreement is not for those young ages no yeah 10 there are kids on instagram that are 10 yeah it's absurd it's crazy it's crazy why do you need to be on that because everyone else is yeah and again i'm not like a full-on off the grid like absolutist like amish person but it's like dude be a kid go shoot a nerf gun and like (laughs) hit a ball with a stick and maybe it's because of my reference point i would talk about 80s 90s i just take me back to the 90s like the late 90s weren't that bad there was dial up you don't need a phone as a 10 year old what are you doing (laughs) you don't even know you're doing nothing on your phone as a 10 year old see to me i think if we could bring everything back to 1997 (laughs) it would be good yeah i think if everything was stranger things the world would be a better place (laughs) Okay, so we talked about technology, talked about food. What else didn't we cover? I wonder, oh, let's talk about, we talked about going back. I basically, anytime I travel for work, mm-hmm. I'm taking him or his sister. But mainly me. Or my wife or all, or all of us. But it's hard with my daughter's dance schedule mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Nine times out of 10, it was Solomon coming with me. So let's give people kind of like, all four books, you've gone with me, all book tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So started when Ketotarian came in 2018, but then inflammation spectrum, intuitive fasting, the uh, gut, gut feelings. All on drwilkle.com. <laughs> but the point of me saying this is that I'm an introvert. I work at telehealth at the clinic. So if I mostly, I go to the clinic, seeing patients 10 hours a day and then coming back home. And I love that. We live in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. And I like that. So it's like when I get to go out and see, do something other than shake things up in my routine. It normally was around the books mm-hmm. or the podcast. I would take you with me. Yep. So what are some of like over your childhood? Because that was a really formative year. So mm-hmm. your whole childhood, you got to go to like interesting places. And yeah. So what was one thing that sticks out in your mind is like, oh, this is cool. I mean, there are a couple things. A lot of the things that happened, I didn't know that they were cool until I like researched it and got into it. Like, <laughs> it's so true. I, we went to Elle McPherson's house and we hung out with her. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but like you told me like she was a model or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. She was just my friend. Elle. She was just a cool lady. Yeah. And yeah. she was awesome. And she like showed me all these cool things. And we were at her beautiful house and it was great. But then now I look back on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's iconic. Like she's huge. But isn't that great that you could just meet people as people? Because people are just people. Yeah, I would have been so nervous if and I knew people who are she was. kind, cool people and you could, people in the world could know who they are. Or they can be kind, cool people and people don't know who they are. Or they could be really crappy people. Everyone puts their pants on the same way. Amen. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't need to tell you who people are. They're just yeah. kind people who are It was are just my like, friends. yeah, your friend Elle. And I was like, okay. Or we went on, when you were on Diary of a CEO podcast. Now I'm a huge fan of that podcast and I thought it was amazing. I didn't know who the heck any of these people were. I was like, it's cool to see behind the scenes like because of my podcast and getting to look at all of that. But it was also like, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And it was cool to just get to look at that. But now looking back on it, I love those experiences where I don't know what it is. And then I figured out and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. What else? Other example of that, would you say? I mean, I think just 
a lot of times just going like, cause he'll be speaking or he'll be talking to people and I'm just kind of wandering around and I'm like, I'll meet someone and they're like the M&M's tour manager, just, just random crazy people that I have no idea who they are. And I'll just be on my own watering around talking to people. And I'm like making friends with people and they're like leaving. They're like, all right, bye Solomon and bye Solomon's dad. And it's funny. Yeah. Who, and Elle McPherson came is, we'll talk about your podcast a little bit. She's so kind. They're like, this is the authentic, like one of the kindest people that I know in my life. She's an angel podcast. Yeah. She is an angel. So uh, we'll talk about how to listen to that conversation. All right. So how about what's someone that you did know? Mm -hmm. Gwyneth. Okay, Gwyneth was a good example. I was super nervous. I was really nervous because so how I'm, did you know who she was? Marvel. <laughs> and it's not funny that I've not seen like any now that I have because you had me watch them, but mm -hmm. like I did not watch those movies at all. Yeah. Our reference points are so different. <laughs> yeah. So different. So yeah, what was that like? Yeah, that was like I was like, this is like a superhero, like a literal superhero. I was like, <laughs> this is so cool. And like she's famous and I was super nervous. But then once I met her, I was also like Oh, we're at your house. You're a normal person. You have like a kitchen and a bathroom and you're not just this person that goes in movies and that's it. Yeah. Like she she's was another awesome person. Amazing too. human being. Yeah. Yeah. So kind. My job with telehealth patients when we go over labs is to support their health from the outside in and the inside out. And one of the things that we see are people that are struggling with hormone imbalances, different inflammatory problems. That could be impacting many different systems in the body. But one issue that we see for some people are hair issues. A tool that I love for the outside in support is what we put on our skin, what we put on our hair and using our hair really can make a massive difference in improving our hair quality. A brand that I love is called Vegamore. Write that down if you're not driving. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, Vegamore. These products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency here. When you make this a part of your routine, you're going to be so happy about the way your hair looks and feels. For best results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. What I recommend using is their monthly subscription. You can get a monthly subscription of the Grow Hair Serum. That's G-R-O, Grow Hair Serum. Vegamore makes it easy to stay consistent. When you sign up for the monthly subscription, you can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, you'll save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take great care of your hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how great this stuff is. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash willcole and use code willcole at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash willcole, code willcole to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash willcole, code willcole. I just tried this new hot cocoa for sleep. It is so freaking good. It's called Beam's Dream Powder. You guys have to try this. And today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder and this amazing science-backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. This is now available in delicious flavors like chocolate peanut butter, cinnamon cocoa, sea salt caramel with only 15 calories and zero grams of sugar. Other sleep aids can cause next day grogginess, but Dream contains a powerful, all natural blend of reishi, which is a brilliant science backed functional mushroom, magnesium, L theanine, melatonin, and nano CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. The numbers don't lie. In a clinical study, 93% of participants reported Dream helped them get better sleep. Beam Dream is easy to add to your nighttime routine. All you have to do is just mix Dream into hot water or milk, froth it, and enjoy before bed. It's a delicious, tasty nighttime routine. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time 
when you go to shopbeam.com slash willcole and use code willcole at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash willcole and use code willcole for up to 40% off. All right. How about anything else weird? Like any weird, I've taken you like biohacking conferences and yeah. Did you do any weird wellnessy thing? I did that one like foot bath where like you put your feet in this thing and it, like all this brown stuff. Like, yeah, comes I can't. Up. I did never have done that. I can't. I can't attest to that. But you and when or you go Kayla to the, with uh, Liv doing all that. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about Liv. The brown. I mean, the brown stuff. I don't. People ask me about the foot baths. I don't. The ionic foot baths. I don't. We know any science behind it. I don't. I don't know. Anything but about when it you either. have different vendors. Yeah, they're just like, come and do hey, it. come over here. You're oh, a yeah, kid. Yeah, sure, I do it. Whatever. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. So that now, this is Kayla Barnes, who's a mutual, another amazing She's also being. on my podcast. She's been on your podcast too. She has a biohacking wellness center in Cleveland. Shout out to Liv and Bobby at Town Hall and everybody there. But what did they, you did all kind of cool wellnessy stuff there Yeah, before. we did cryotherapy. We did Hockett. Is that what it's called, yeah. right? Pocket. We it's did, like infrared, a PEMF, mm-hmm. and ozone. Hyperbaric chamber, the nose thing. I don't even know what that is. The, the NOV. Yeah, NanoV. And we've, I mean, so many things. IVs, the face treatment, all that stuff. They have yeah. a bunch of cool biohacking. Yeah. So what do you think of wellness and self-care and just like being the best version of yourself, just optimization for the mm-hmm. individual? What do you think about it now? as a 17 year old well there i have this philosophy there are only two ways to live life you're either actively getting better or you're passively getting worse and that's just how life works so and the whole journey of life is not about passively getting worse it's about how can i just grow by one percent today how can i get one percent better because if you look at yesterday you and you're not just a little bit better what are you doing like Mm -hmm. just do so do an evaluation and try and get a little bit better and Mm -hmm. i think that for me that's just what i do so whether that's through my health whether that's through what I'm doing in personal habits, whether that's like a spiritual practice, I'm trying to just get better every day. So I think wellness is just taking life one step at a time and just trying to do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you, throughout your childhood, I'd like to go back because I didn't fill in the gaps of like, oh, the kid's not on his phone. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on social media until last year at 16 years old. He wasn't playing video games. He's watching 1950s television shows. What were you doing? Like, what were your activities? So we don't just tell the people, okay, this is what we maybe didn't do. I'm not do, just like sitting in a corner. what did we do instead? Yeah. Like fill in yeah. the so gaps. Obviously I'm traveling a lot with you. We did a lot, a lot of traveling, which I loved. And I look back on those memories and we continue to make those memories. But also I think, I mean, we were doing, I was outside. I was playing outside. I was in the woods building forts. I'm pretending lightsaber with my friends and we're being Jedis or we're having Nerf Wars or where, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I was always interested in like Bear grills and survival stuff. So I'm like learning how to build a fort or I would just make fires every day just for fun because I wanted to. He's an epic fire maker. And we, I mean, and we were always watching and we were being safe. But I would just go out and I knew how to build a fire. I knew how to put a fire out. I and would, he was never like Boy Scouts. This I was is like ad hoc on a DIY. Watching Man versus Wild. And me as his dad definitely is not like, <laughs> he taught himself how to do this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was doing it like not with a lighter. I'm just like rubbing two sticks together using flint and steel. I was always interested in stuff like that. What else was I doing? I mean, I was drawing. I would always like want to write stuff down or write a story or, and then I'm obviously I'm homeschooled. So I'm doing homeschool stuff. So we didn't talk about that. Yeah, we can. So you were homeschooled for, I mean, basically your whole life. Mm -hmm. So that's part of all of this. Like life is learning and like we, you know, Mm -hmm. that's all my wife. And that was just, I'll have my wife on separately to talk all about homeschooling because I cannot take any credit for that. I was busy running Mm -hmm. the telehealth center. And I think the homeschooling thing was also, bio-individuality and understanding that that's what I needed. Yeah. I needed. Because we're not against regular traditional school. I mean, mm-hmm. not at all. And we you did that some when you were younger too and same with your sister. Mm-hmm. But it was just, again, it worked what's worked for our family. And yeah. And every year, even for your sister, I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe she's ready to go, go to traditional school. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because every kid is different. Mm-hmm. And we have friends that work outside of the house and they still homeschool. So it's not something where you can't do it. It's just, you have to find out what works for your Mm -hmm. family. And this is what worked for us. Yeah. 
yeah, and homeschooling was great. Getting to homeschooling frees up some time to be able to look at the things that you want to do. So I always had passions. I was into business or into crypto or into art or whatever it was. I was getting to take specific classes about that, like mm-hmm. how to buy and sell an NFT or whatever I was doing. Oh, uh, NFTs. Remember those Are days? They still a thing? No, they really fell off. It's all a scam now. <laughs> I feel like... Sad. So many friends told me to buy it. You bought one. a llama. I think you I did, bought a llama. I have your llama. I have it in oh, my well, great. wallet. I invested in one llama and I am so frugal that even the, the, the I still think about the money that I spent on that dang llama. Do you want to, if anyone wants can to buy his, <laughs> if anyone wants to buy his llama, you can. Reach it's out to link me is in the show notes. <laughs> Reach out <laughs> on social media. I'm selling an <laughs> NFT llama. <laughs> <laughs> laid back llamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so boy. yeah, you were, you, he's always been, had the entrepreneurial and we got to nurture that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. out of the box. Like he said, he's just, it's okay to be different. And I think sometimes with school, mm-hmm. it can, you feel like you have to fit in this box and you have to, this is what you do. And in this, and you're in these cliched stereotypes. It's like, no, there's no stereotypes here. Just be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, unabashedly. Yeah. I always say, look at your your thumb, your fingerprint is different than everyone else. If you were supposed to be someone else, you'd have their fingerprint. And it's just like, that. that's my reminder whenever I'm comparing or whatever. That's good. Cause, cause, cause comparison is the what, thief of joy. Yeah. And if is. you compare, you lose. Yeah. So what, okay, here's the deal. I, I think, you know what I'm going to, what I'm getting at when I ask you this question, what are, when you were frustrated about something mm-hmm. and you were really young and I did this every year since you were little, I know. What did I say? Okay, I'm frustrated and make it age appropriate, but like the kid's not getting his way or he's having a bad day or throwing a temper tantrum or they get bigger temper tantrums as as they get older. What would I say? Okay, these are your choices. Yeah, so you've, and I I quote this literally every day to my friends, to whoever I'm talking to, is there are only three options to go about a situation. You can accept it, you can enjoy it, or you can be enthusiastic. And we'd be in the car and I'd be annoyed because whatever, I couldn't, watch my show or whatever it was. And you'd be like, acceptance, enjoyment, enthusiasm. And I, at at first it was just annoying. And I'm like, dad, stop. Like, what the heck? I just, I want to watch my show. And (laughs) that was pretty much just your way of being like, okay, fine. I'll stop asking for it. But then down the road, I get it now. And I understand Mm -hmm. that like, it's futile and fruitless to try and do anything else other than accept the situation, enjoy a situation, or be enthusiastic about a situation. That's the only three things mm-hmm. you can do. And that's from, that's not my thing. It's like, that's from Eckhart Tolle. So anybody who wants to read Eckhart Tolle is one of the, I mean, he, he even now. I love Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. So, I mean, Eckhart Tolle is a big part of our home mm-hmm. ethos of teaching and non-resistance, non-attachment, non-judgment, present moment awareness. A lot of it's mindfulness meditation. And that's a principle that he taught me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to get to talk to him someday. Yeah, well, may, maybe, maybe someday. We'll see. So, what else? I think we covered a lot of really great things. So, you have this amazing podcast. Yeah, and the podcast is honestly a result of traveling with you and talking to these amazing people. Because when I'm talking to these hyper successful people, whether they're successful spiritually or financially, or maybe mentally, they're very smart or brilliant or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was getting to have these amazing conversations and learn from them. And then that led me down this path of, it actually started with Elle. Elle sent you a book called The Five Minute Journal. And it's just pretty much, you start your day, it's five minutes, it's gratitude, it's mm-hmm. gratitude. Then what do you want to do today? Just like normal things to get you started on your day well. But that started me getting into really, how do I optimize myself and that? How do I make the next best decision every single day? And then once I got that, I felt like I was selfish. I felt like I was like, oh my gosh, I found this secret. This is great. I want to share this with the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm just having the conversations that I would normally have, but I'm pressing the record button. And really the goal of my podcast is just to share with my generation, generations younger and older than mine, gleaning from older people who are successful in whatever facet of life it is. And just trying to understand what is success and success is, I've found that it's not what you think it is. It's not just money. It's mm-hmm. both in your mind and in your body and spiritually, it could be a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's kind of my that. podcast. So proud of you. Yeah. So what could people expect out of the podcast? It's called, what's the name it's of the It's called Wax On, Wax Off. Who thought of the name? You. <laughs> I, you know, I, that's it. I did, it was a creative we were, I was like stumped on the name. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. I had it was like a, a bunch creative, of different ones. Uh, brainstorming session. Mm-hmm. But look, talk about 80s references. 
Wax on, wax off. It's a Karate, Karate Kid, Kid reference. And I think what, what you, you told me what the goal of it was. And you were like, this the show. is perfect. So the whole ethos of the show was entirely Solomon's idea. He's like, dad, I want to talk to people that are older than me to learn, to have the older generation teach the younger generation. Like modern day Mr. Miyagi. Like a, yeah, a modern day Mr. Miyagi. So wax on, wax off, that iconic scene. Speaking mm -hmm. of iconic films, it kind of all is there. Mm -hmm. And it's of learning. And I think this lost art of talking to generations that are older us, older than us, right? Yeah, because kids my age now, my generation thinks they know everything because they have the internet and you don't. That's just the facts. You need older people in your life. And it's a forgotten art of going to the elder of the tribe and saying, mm -hmm. I have this problem. What should I do? Or how do I become like you in this way? And mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing is just sharing that wisdom with people who are at the tip top of the, the totem pole, mm -hmm. asking them, what are you, what, how, how are you successful? How did you get successful? And what does success mean? Yeah. I love that. All right. So before we go, let's do a quick your art of being well. At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. So this is Solomon's art of being well. What's the worst tasting healthy food that is disgusting? Your sensory issues, you're going to be flying off the radar, mm. but you still will grit your teeth and have it because it's so good for you. Is there a food that fits that criteria for you? I mean, there are a lot of foods. I would. The one thing that comes to my mind is that what's the like cod liver oil? I hate that. <laughs> and then also what's that one droplet thing that you, that we do? Or I used to do it. It's like a methylator, maybe. Methylated B vitamin, maybe. It's like a droplet. I, I, I mean, I give you capsules for that now. Yeah, I know. You made me do a droplet in water. It tasted terrible. It was like some herby something or other. It, yeah. But cod oil is what comes to my mind. Yeah, cod liver oil is a good, good. You would like put on a spoon. Oh, I remember yeah. I was young and you'd be like, all yeah. right, take her. And I would See, take it and make me want to vomit. That's a good lesson too. We, sometimes and I do we do it. things we don't want to do. Yeah. Just because it loves us back. Mm -hmm. Number two is the second question that I have is what's your dream vacation? Dream vacation? I want to go to Japan and just go everywhere. And you, because you, because why? I love Japanese ancient history and I love the the samurai and all the, that area of time and all of that. And then I also love the new stuff and like I love the art and the architecture and even like anime and getting into some of that, like the modern culture, both, both cultures. All right. Next question is what's a place that you've traveled that like is still to this day, like one of your favorite memories? Mm. It wasn't even like the coolest place we've ever been, but I really loved one time we did New York and then from New York, we went to LA and it was for your book tour. Mm -hmm. It was just so fun. Like we mm -hmm. hung out with the Stenmarks. We hung out with Zach and Jordan have been on the podcast. So yeah. Yeah. We just did so many cool things and it was like mm -hmm. so packed with fun. Also like a Cleveland trip going out and to yeah. Bobby and Kayla. I mean, That's honestly, you could send me to like Egypt and we could go see the pyramids. I'd pick Cleveland any day over that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because Kayla and Bob. I mean, you guys have They're to the see best. Town Hall in Cleveland, live at Cleveland. Like it is such a cool place. Mm -hmm. All right. What's a place like that? Like we've been on a few TV shows. What's what was one of your favorite memories like behind the scenes mm -hmm. on TV? Probably Drew Barrymore. That was really cool. What was it like meeting her and doing that? She like, she was the same person that you see on TV. She like came up to me and she just like hugged me for like three minutes straight and just started like telling me all like her favorite things about me, even though like she probably didn't know anything about me. She was just saying nice things, like showering me in, yeah. in love for like two minutes straight. Funny. What are your favorite supplements that you take mm -hmm. that I fill in the pill bottle, mm -hmm. in the pill case? I would say the magnesium for my brain. I love that. So it has that. magnesium threonate, which gets to the brain. Anybody that wants nervous system regulation, focus, mm -hmm. good sleep, wake cycle. Yeah. And then also I love Welco's products for clarity and yeah. brain optimization and even like immunity and stuff. Yeah. Welco is Al McPherson's brand. So I'll put links to the magnesium that he takes. It's at drwelco.com. It's actually the Art of Being Well supplement line that he takes. And Welco, which is Al McPherson's line, has great products too. All right. Last question. What is a book? Well, let me say two last questions. For what, what's a book that you've read in the past year? It could be fiction or nonfiction that got you thinking in a fresh new way. I would say, oof, I love Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, but also I love Power Up Now by Eckhart Tolle. Those are probably my, yeah. my two. Really good. All right. Last question for real. What is a spiritual practice 
that has been helpful for you personally? I would say it's three things, cold plunge and like just breathing because cold plunge makes you like you stop thinking about, it helps you look at the world with a fresh lens because you don't exist for a second. It's like you're, you're not thinking about your body. You're not thinking about the cold anymore. You're just kind of there and you're just thinking about Mm -hmm. life through this lens of like kind of just getting out of your situation. So I think that's one. I love breath work. We did that breath work thing one time Mm -hmm. and that was really a great experience. And then I also just meditate. So either like Tony Robbins meditation or doing like a meditation on the Peloton app. Oh, Peloton app's a great resource. We've had Chelsea Jackson Roberts on the podcast. She's one of my favorite meditation teachers there Mm -hmm. as well. I love you so much. Love you too. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can people go to listen to your podcast? Where do they go? You go to either Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify. You can just look up Wax On, Wax Off Podcast. It's a picture of me with a blue background. Just tap that. Link will be in show notes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also have Patreon, patreon.com slash Wax On, Wax Off Podcast. You for money. Support his 17-year-old tan diet right now. Yep. I don't understand Patreon. What is it? It's just pretty much you get early access to my podcast. You get special. Oh, so you get things for it. You this get isn't special. Just like, it's not just, you're not just supporting it. You get special okay. things. So I take it back then. This is yeah. actually, you get exclusive content. You get exclusive content. You get access me to being an old man. I episode guests it. and all that fun stuff. You get exclusive content when you're Early Patreon. access and okay. ad-free, all that fun oh, stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's great. I need to do Patreon. Yeah. Well, I need to listen. He's been telling me I need to get Patreon, but yep. I don't. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I thought it was just like yeah, GoFundMe page. Support a young entrepreneur. <laughs> All right. I love you. Bye, everyone. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.